Chapters one to five, book twenty, volume two of Le Mort d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. Le Mort d'Arthur, volume two, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter one. How Sir Agravaine and Sir Mordred were busy upon Sir Gawaine for to disclose the love between Sir Launcelot and Queen Guinevere. In May, when every lusty heart flourisheth and burgeoneth, for as the season is lusty to behold and comfortable, so man and woman rejoice and gladden of summer coming with his fresh flowers. For winter with his rough winds and blasts causeth a lusty man and woman to cower and sit fast by the fire so in this season as in the month of may it befell a great anger and unhap that stinted not till the flower of chivalry of all the world was destroyed and slain and all was long upon two unhappy knights the which were named agravaine and sir mordred that were brethren unto sir gawaine for this sir agravaine and sir mordred had ever a privy hate unto the queen dame guinevere and to sir launcelot and daily and nightly they ever watched upon sir launcelot so it mishapped Sir Gawaine and all his brethren were in King Arthur's chamber, and then Sir Agravaine said thus openly, and not in no counsel, that many knights might hear it. I marvel that we all be not ashamed both to see and to know how Sir Launcelot lieth daily and nightly by the Queen, and all we know it so, and it is shamefully suffered of us all, that we all should suffer so noble a king as King Arthur is so to be shamed. And spake Sir Gawaine, and said, Brother Sir Agravaine, I pray you and charge you move no such matters no more afore me, for which you well, said Sir Gawaine, I will not be of your counsel. So God me help, said Sir Gaheris and Sir Gareth, we will not be knowing, Brother Agravaine, of your deeds. Then will I, said Sir Mordred. I leave well that, said Sir Gawaine, for ever unto all unhappiness, Brother Sir Mordred, thereto will ye grant, and I would that ye left all this, and made you not so busy, for I know, said Sir Gawaine, what will fall of it. Fall of it what fall may, said Sir Agravaine, I will disclose it to the king. Not by my counsel, said Sir Gawaine, for an there rise war and rack betwixt Sir Launcelot and us, which you well, brother, there will many kings and great lords hold with Sir Launcelot. Also, brother Sir Agravaine, said Sir Gawaine, ye must remember how oft times Sir Launcelot hath rescued the king and the queen, and the best of us, had all been full cold at the heart root had not sir launcelot been better than we and that hath he proved himself full oft and as for my part said sir gawaine i will never be against sir launcelot for one day's deed when he rescued me from king carados of the dolorous tower and slew him and saved my life also brother sir agravaine and sir mordred in like wise sir launcelot rescued you both and threescore and two from sir turquin Methinketh, brother, such kind deeds and kindness should be remembered. Do as ye list, said Sir Agravaine, for I will lane it no longer. With these words came to them King Arthur. Now, brother, stint your noise, said Sir Gawaine. We will not, said Sir Agravaine and Sir Mordred. Will ye so, said Sir Gawaine. Then God speed you, for I will not hear your tales, nor be of your counsel. No more will I, said Sir Gareth and Sir Gaheris, for we will never say evil by that man, for because, said Sir Gareth, Sir Launcelot made me knight, by no manner owe I to say ill of him, and therewithal they three departed, making great dole. Alas, said Sir Gawaine and Sir Gareth, now is this realm wholly mischieved, 
and the noble fellowship of the round table shall be disparpled so they departed chapter two how sir agravaine disclosed their love to king arthur and how king arthur gave them license to take him and then sir arthur asked them what noise they made my lord said agravaine i shall tell you that i may keep no longer here is i and my brother sir mordred break unto my brothers sir gawaine sir gaheris and to sir gareth how this we know all that sir launcelot holdeth your queen and hath done long and we be your sister's sons and we may suffer it no longer and all we wot that ye should be above sir launcelot and ye are the king that made him knight and therefore we will prove it that he is a traitor to your person if it be so said sir arthur wit you well he is none other but i would be loath to begin such a thing but i might have proofs upon it for sir launcelot is an hardy knight and all ye know he is the best knight among us all and but if he be taken with the deed he will fight with him that bringeth up the noise and i know no knight that is able to match him therefore an it be sooth as ye say i would he were taken with the deed for as the french book saith the king was full loath thereto that any noise should be upon sir launcelot and his queen for the king had a deeming but he would not hear of it for sir launcelot had done so much for him and the queen so many times that wit ye well the king loved him passingly well my lord said sir gravaine ye shall ride to morn a hunting and doubt ye not sir launcelot will not go with you then when it draweth toward night ye may send the queen word that ye will lie out all that night and so may ye send for your cooks and then upon pain of death we shall take him that night with the queen and either we shall bring him to you dead or quick i will well said the king then i counsel you said the king take with you sure fellowship sir said agravaine my brother sir mordred and i will take with us twelve knights of the round table beware said king arthur for i warn you ye shall find him white let us deal said sir agravaine and sir mordred so on the morn king arthur rode a-hunting and sent word to the queen that he would be out all that night then sir agravaine and sir mordred gat to them twelve knights and hid themselves in a chamber in the castle of carlisle and these were their names sir colgravance sir mador de la porte sir gingalaine sir meliot de logris sir petipasse of wilchesey sir galeron of galway sir melion of the mountain sir astramor sir gromor sumorjour sir kersilaine sir florence sir lovel so these twelve knights were with sir mordred and sir agravaine and all they were of scotland either of sir gawaine's kin either well willers to his brethren so when the night came sir launcelot told sir bors how he would go that night and speak with the queen sir said sir bors ye shall not go this night by my counsel why said sir launcelot sir said sir bors i dread me ever of sir agravaine that waiteth you daily to do you shame and us all and never gave my heart against no going that ever ye went to the queen so much as now for i mistrust that the king is out this night from the queen because peradventure he hath lain some watch for you and the queen and therefore i dread me sore of treason have ye no dread said sir launcelot for i shall go and come again and make no tarrying sir said sir bors that me repenteth for i dread me sore that your going out this night shall wrath us all fair nephew said sir launcelot i marvel much why ye say thus sithen the queen hath sent for me and wit ye will i will not be so much a coward but she shall understand i will see her good grace god speed you well said sir bors and send you sound and safe again chapter three how sir launcelot was espied in the queen's chamber and how sir agravaine and sir mordred came with twelve knights to slay him 
so sir launcelot departed and took his sword under his arm and so in his mantle that noble knight put himself in great jeopardy and so he passed till he came to the queen's chamber and then sir launcelot was lightly put into the chamber and then as the french book saith the queen and launcelot were together and whether they were abed or at other manner of disports me list not hereof make no mention for love that time was not as is nowadays but thus as they were together there came sir agravaine and sir mordred with twelve knights with them at the round table and they said with crying voice traitor knight sir launcelot de lake now art thou taken and thus they cried with a loud voice that all the court might hear it and they all fourteen were armed at all points as they should fight in a battle alas said queen guenevere now are we mischieved both madame said sir launcelot is there here any armour within your chamber that i might cover my poor body withal and if there be any give it me and i shall soon stint their malice by the grace of god truly said the queen i have none armour shield sword nor spear wherefore i dread me sore our long love is come to a mischievous end for i hear by their noise there be many noble knights and well i wot they be surely armed and against them ye may make no resistance wherefore ye are likely to be slain and then shall i be brent for an ye might escape them said the queen i would not doubt but that ye would rescue me in what danger that ever i stood in alas said sir launcelot in all my life thus was i never bestead that i should be thus shamefully slain for lack of mine armour but ever in one sir agravaine and sir mordred cried traitor knight come out of the queen's chamber for wit thou well thou art so beset that thou shalt not escape o jesu mercy said sir launcelot this shameful cry and noise i may not suffer for better were death at once than thus to endure this pain then he took the queen in his arms and kissed her and said most noble christian queen i beseech you as ye have been ever my special good lady and i at all times your true poor knight unto my power and as i never failed you in right nor in wrong sithen the first day king arthur made me knight that ye will pray for my soul if that i here be slain for well i am assured that sir bors my nephew and all the remnant of my kin with sir lavaine and sir ur that they will not fail you to rescue you from the fire and therefore mine own lady recomfort yourself whatsomever come of me that you go with sir bors my nephew and sir ur and they all will do you all the pleasure that they can or may that ye shall live like a queen upon my lands nay launcelot said the queen wit thou well i will never live after thy days but an thou be slain i will take my death as meekly for jesu christ's sake as ever did any christian queen well madam said launcelot sith it is so that the day is come that our love must depart wit you well i shall sell my life as dear as i may and a thousandfold said sir launcelot i am more heavier for you than for myself and now i had liefer than to be lord of all christendom that i had sure armour upon me that men might speak of my deeds or ever i were slain truly said the queen i would and it might please god that they would take me and slay me and suffer you to escape that shall never be said sir launcelot god defend me from such a shame but jesu be thou my shield and mine armour chapter four how sir launcelot slew sir colgrevance and armed him in his harness and after slew sir agravaine and twelve of his fellows and therewith sir launcelot wrapped his mantle about his arm well and surely and by then they had gotten a great form out of the hall and therewithal they rashed at the door fair lords said sir launcelot leave your noise and your rashing and i shall set open this door and then may ye do with me what it liketh you 
Come off then, said they all, and do it, for it availeth thee not to strive against us all. And therefore let us into this chamber, and we shall save thy life until thou come to King Arthur. Then Launcelot unbarred the door, and with his left hand he held it open a little, so that but one man might come in at once. And so there came striding a good knight, a much man and large, and his name was Colgravance of Gore. And he with a sword struck at Sir Launcelot mightily, and he put aside the stroke, and gave him such a buffet upon the helmet, that he fell grovelling dead within the chamber door. And then Sir Launcelot with great might drew that dead knight within the chamber door, and Sir Launcelot with help of the queen and her ladies was lightly armed in Sir Colgravance's armour. And ever stood Sir Agravaine and Sir Mordred crying, Traitor knight, come out of the queen's chamber. Leave your noise, said Sir Launcelot unto Sir Agravaine. For which you well, Sir Agravaine, you shall not prison me this night, and therefore, an ye do by my counsel, go ye all from this chamber door, and make not such crying and such manner of slander as ye do. For I promise you by my knighthood, an ye will depart and make no more noise, I shall as to morn appear afore you all before the king. And then let it be seen which of you all, other else you all, that will accuse me of treason. And there I shall answer you as a knight should, that hither I came to the queen for no manner of malingen, and that will I prove and make it good upon you with my hands. Fie on thee, traitor, said Sir Agravaine and Sir Mordred. We will have thee maugre thy head, and slay thee if we list, for we let thee wit we have the choice of King Arthur to save thee or to slay thee. Ah, sirs, said Sir Launcelot, is there none other grace with you? Then keep yourself. So then, Sir Launcelot set all open the chamber door, and mightily and knightly he strode in amongst them, and anon at the first buffet he slew Sir Agravaine, and twelve of his fellows after. Within a little while after he laid them cold to the earth, for there was none of the twelve that might stand Sir Launcelot one buffet. Also Sir Launcelot wounded Sir Mordred, and he fled with all his might. And then Sir Launcelot returned again unto the queen, and said, Madam, now wit you well, all our true love is brought to an end, for now will King Arthur ever be my foe, and therefore, madam, and it like you that I may have you with me, I shall save you from all manner adventures dangerous. That is not best, said the queen. Meseemeth now ye have done so much harm, it will be best ye hold ye still with this. And if ye see that as to morn they will put me unto the death, then may ye rescue me as ye think best. I will well, said Sir Launcelot, for have ye no doubt... While I am living, I shall rescue you. And then he kissed her, and either gave other a ring, and so there he left the queen and went until his lodging. Chapter 5 How Sir Launcelot came to Sir Bors, and told him how he had sped, and in what adventure he had been, and how he had escaped. When Sir Bors saw Sir Launcelot, he was never so glad of his homecoming as he was then. Jesu mercy, said Sir Launcelot, why be ye all armed? What meaneth this? Sir, said Sir Bors, after ye were departed from us, we all that be of your blood and your well-willers were so dretched that some of us leapt out of our beds naked, and some in their dreams caught naked swords in their hands. Therefore, said Sir Bors, we deem there is some great strife at hand, and then we all deemed that ye were betrapped with some treason, and therefore we made us thus ready what need that ever ye were in. My fair nephew, said Sir Launcelot unto Sir Bors, now shall ye wit all that this night I was more harder bestead than ever I was in my life, and yet I escaped. And so he told them all how, and in what manner, as ye have heard tofore. And therefore, my fellows, said Sir Launcelot, I pray you all that ye will be of good heart in what needs some ever I stand, for now is war come to us all. Sir, said Bors, all is welcome that God sendeth us, and we have had much weal with you and much worship, 
and therefore we will take the woe with you as we have taken the wheel and therefore they said all there were many good knights look ye take no discomfort for there nis no bands of knights under heaven but we shall be able to grieve them as much as they may us and therefore discomfort not yourself by no manner and we shall gather together what we love and that loveth us and what that ye will have done shall be done and therefore sir launcelot said they we will take the woe with the wheel grant mercy said sir launcelot of your good comfort for in my great distress my fair nephew ye comfort me greatly and much i am beholding unto you but this my fair nephew i would that ye did in all haste that ye may or it be forth days that you will look in their lodging that be lodged here nigh about the king which will hold with me and which will not for now i would know which were my friends from my foes sir said sir bors i shall do my pain or it be seven of the clock i shall wit of such as ye have said before who will hold with you and sir bors called unto him sir lionel sir ector de maris sir blamore de ganis sir bleoberis de ganis sir gehalantine sir galihodin sir galihad sir meneduke sir villiers the valiant sir herbes le renumis sir lavaine sir ur of hungary sir nerunes sir plenieris these two knights sir launcelot made and the one he won upon a bridge and therefore they would never be against him and harry le fils de lake and sir sassis of the dolorous tower and sir melias de lille and sir belanger le bus that was sir alisander's son le Olafen, because his mother alice le belle pellerin and she was kin unto sir launcelot and he held with him so there came sir palimides and sir sophia his brother to hold with sir launcelot and sir clagis of sadoc and sir dinas sir clarios of claremont so these two and twenty knights drew them together and by then there were armed on horseback and promised sir launcelot to do what he would then there fell to him what of north wales and of cornwall for sir lamorick's sake and for sir tristram's sake to the number of a fourscore knights my lords said sir launcelot wit you well i have been ever since i came into this country well willed unto my lord king arthur and unto my lady queen guenevere unto my power and this night because my lady the queen sent for me to speak with her i suppose it was made by treason howbeit i dare largely excuse her person notwithstanding i was there by a forecast near slain but as jesu provided me i escaped all their malice and treason and then that noble knight sir launcelot told them all how he was hard bestead in the queen's chamber and how and in what manner he escaped from them and therefore said sir launcelot wit you well my fair lords i am sure there nis but war unto me and mine and for because i have slain this knight these knights i wot well as is sir agravaine sir gawaine's brother and at the least twelve of his fellows for this cause now i am sure of mortal war for these knights were sent and ordained by king arthur to betray me and therefore the king will in his heat and malice judge the queen to the fire and that may i not suffer that she should be brent for my sake and i may be heard and suffered and so taken i will fight for the queen that she is a true lady unto her lord but the king in his heat i dread me will not take me as i ought to be taken End of book twenty chapters one to five read by nathan at antipodeanwriter dot wordpress dot com